0: Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal.
1: Thursday, April 13th, welcome to the Sports Gloss. I'm Jamal Cox and I'm with my co-host as always. He's cooler than the other side of the pillow, Justin Kelly. Say hi to the people. People, how are you? Jamal, and how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm happy to be here, as always. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Sports Gloss. If you didn't catch last week's episode, we had our first guest ever. Natalie Toko is our buddy and pal who uh, balls with us. She told her basketball story. Quite a journey. If you haven't caught it, we really encourage you to go back and, and take a listen to that.
0: She was great. Smooth. Her voice was as smooth as her jumper.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. She's great. And just building off of that basketball talk we're gonna jump right in and we're gonna talk some more basketball this week and we're gonna turn our eyes to the nba playoffs jk lots of things happening this week we had play-in games and we got to start off with canada's team the toronto raptors they went down they lost by four to the chicago bulls All of Canada, summer's starting a little early right now for basketball fans. True, The big story here was they're at home and they went 18 of 36 from
0: the free throw line. And did it have something to do with Raptors legend, son of the city, DeMar's daughter, it did
1: shrieking shrieking like a banshee she was it was pin drop quiet whenever there was a raptor taking a free throw and then so perfectly timed you just held this shrill you know like i don't even know how to describe it it was like the worst sound it was (laughs) nails on a chalkboard verbalized (laughs) exactly Exactly. And it must have done the trick because they were just bricking free throws when they needed them. 50% from the line. I mean, even you had guys that are traditionally yes. hitting 70, 80% from the line that weren't getting it done. I feel like that is the big culprit, um, the big, you know, goat for the scapegoat for this
0: this uh, bad performance from the from the Raptors. Raptors are out. The country is mourning. You asked me earlier why why do the Raptors have this appeal? And again, the Raptors have this appeal, Jamal, because these games are broadcast coast to coast from our favorite East Coast city, Antigonish, all the way to tough city, Tofino, right? Like, yeah. that's why there's this buy-in coast to coast. Doesn't hurt that they won the title four years ago, right? That really galvanized the fan base. But the Raptors have, have this, this grip on the country, which is pretty neat, it's pretty neat. I mean, as an outsider, as an
1: interloper, like, you know, I moved here, as I said before, nine years ago. It's weird because I have this regional allegiance with a lot of my, yeah. you know, fandom or people in my lives that do so.
0: Which happens here with the hockey teams.
1: It does, right? You have people riding for the Canucks here and then respectively wherever you are. Yes. Maybe in the middle of Canada, you're looking at the, the Jets and things like that. But... It's just so interesting to me because I'm just like, why aren't you guys uh, Memphis Grizzlies fans? Why aren't you Portland Trailblazers mm-hmm. fans? And something you can reach out and touch and it's in the same time zone. But the Toronto media is strong. Yeah. So people, people love them. And obviously four years ago, got it done, 2019 championship. I think really we already had a, a great Fan base, but that really just ignited everything, and it's just kind of taken off from there. And I think the expectations have have also just escalated as a result. And they're they're going home early, Cancun on three. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the old banana boat. <laughs> I mean, Pat Bev was part of that Chicago team that took him down. So yeah, Pat Bev go. hit a big shot
0: too. Yeah, the Raptors. Where do the Raptors go from here, Jamal? Nick Nurse. Uh, is he going to be around next year? Is a change of scenery, or sorry, a change of coach mm. the right move there? Some fresh blood, some new energy there. Nick Nurse, I think, is a great schematic coach. Yep. And I always like what he does coming out of timeouts, beginning, end of games. He seems to be a really bright guy. But has this sort of journey of his with the Raptors run its course? Rumor's already happening that he might go to the Rockets. He's got some connective tissue to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Does Masai? and again, in Masai, we trust, but does Masai bring in a different HC for the Raps? Maybe we see Stackhouse sitting on the bench next
1: year. I love that. I mean, it might be time. It's tough. You know, there's been a lot of times where you've had successful coaches that for one reason or another, their course has run – and yep. it's time for just a different voice to be in the ears and the, of the players in the locker room, and maybe that's the case right now with, with Nick Nurse. I, you know, He's made some allusions to him kind of seeming like being fatigued or kind of a bit burnt out a yes. couple of weeks ago, which yep. was, the timing of all of that was a bit precarious, I thought. Good point. So I feel like there's these seeds of doubt that have been planted, and maybe it is time for him to move on. Maybe he wants uh, different, you know, greener pastures, different he's from iowa i believe so maybe he wants to get back closer to home like you said houston or somewhere else in the heartland but yeah it's got to be i mean he's gonna he's gonna have a statue he's gonna be the guy like you said he's a great coach coaches team canada i believe as well and he's a coach's coach strategically so good that raptors team has always been able to hang their hat on their defense you know whenever they they can't really get a shot or whatever it is. They can. They know that they're going to be in a game. I think they're statistically like the second best uh, defensive team in the league this year.
0: There's no lack of buy-in from the players. It appears. Yeah. As a viewer, the, as you said, they play defense really hard. They're they're um, great. They seem to be connected teammates. A lot of a lot of high fives. You can see. You can tell they're talking to each other. Like Nick Nurse has their attention. I agree. Defense at NBA level is
1: all about desire and yeah. will. Cause everybody has the capability to yep. do it, to yep. defend, but it's just, do you want to sacrifice basically and expend mm-hmm. that energy mm-hmm. on that side of the the, the basketball court to, to get it done? So yeah, it's curious. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Nurse if he comes back. But really I think one of the other big questions we walk away from the season is they need one more guy. Like, and who's that guy? Yeah. I feel like I yeah. love Freddie VV. Scotty I, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is the future of the, the organization, in my opinion. Yep. This is second year, third year?
0: Yes, second.
1: Second year. And he's just been so good, such a versatile guy. can bring the ball up the court, can get a bucket if he needs to, get a stop if he needs to. Yep. Pascal, I feel like, has, in my opinion, hit his ceiling. Ananobi doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of nice role players, but I think they need a number one or a number two
0: or 1A type mm-hmm. of guy. You don't think Scotty's that? Scotty Barnes is not a 1A or 1B? It's
1: a great question. I think at this point in his career, no, but I think he has the possibility yeah. to be that. I yeah. feel like he's got that um, kind of like a pun intended here, but he's got a potential like Scotty Pippen-esque kind of a vibe with just the versatility he brings to the court.
0: No tipping Pippen.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he. I think he isn't there yet, but I think there is potential. I think his ceiling is higher than Pascal's. And I, and I think they need another guy. And if I had to just wave a magic wand, if I had the ability to, and I could bring anybody in, I would love to bring in Mr. Damian Lillard. Ooh. I don't know if it could get done. I don't know yeah. all the ins and outs and logistics, but that would be fun.
0: It's it's fun to dream. Yeah, it is. It is fun to dream. Dare to dream. He's recently stated his loyalty to the Trailblazers, which you got to respect. A guy that on a floundering squad the last couple of years, he's, he's committed to the process there. But man, he'd look great in a Raptors uni. Same Him, colors. Same colors. Him and Freddie, Scotty Barnes and Pascal, that seems like a formidable foursome you add in the other ingredients hmm that's interesting dame lillard i like that at the like, six I running like... through the six with his oh
1: <laughs> i think he'd love it too man i think he would love the vibes of the town would welcome him whole mm-hmm. heart, arms wide open you know and i think he has that ability another name that i've heard uh shout out to joe shout out to Andrew. Some of my boys are talking about what if we had trey young In the six, do you think that? That's interesting.
0: That's interesting. I like the. I like the idea of the Raptors having that firepower. Sometimes I feel like the Raps are struggling to score. Lord knows Trey Young not playing any goddamn defense. (laughs) Optional. (laughs) (laughs) Defense is optional. Bless his heart. And I like the idea of him. Yeah, that's that's not a bad fit. I like the idea of some easy offense. He's got some moxie. He's got some swag. I like that idea. Yeah, I could work with that. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds kind of nice. The thing Visually I, appealing, too, like the way he plays, fitting yeah. into the wraps, if Freddie V sticks around or not. I think he could share
1: that backcourt space with Freddie. And as well, I think that you could hide him. Um, he's small. He doesn't defend, as we said. I mean, that's everybody in the league knows that. Yeah. But I think he could be, like I said, hidden because you have all of those other big, long guys
0: that can get it done. P.S. Let's give Fred Van Vliet his flowers, as you would say. This is an un, this is the best undrafted player of all time. Ooh. Period. Period. F.V.V. This guy has done he is hits big shots. When he hits when the play when it counts, when it's money time, Freddie V steps up. He doesn't hesitate for a second. To launch a hero shot. I love that about Freddie V. He does not flinch in the moment. He takes it on. The best undrafted player ever. Wichita, Wichita State shocker. And Freddie V. When he's done with the Raps. Even if he moves on to another team. For chapter 2 of his career. His jersey belongs in the Raptors. Love me some Freddie B. And the onions that he has i agree man anytime i see a kid wearing a a van vliet
1: jersey which you ought to like often see here in canada it always brings a smile to my face it's cool he's a real one he's good rockford illinois yeah he's got it out the mud like he's always really worked hard and just yep he is the epitome of just really just desire and effort and he's he's elite now um i think in some some respects
0: Kyle Lowry in the run that that again galvanized Canada around around the Raptors. Kyle Lowry, Kawhi obviously, but don't forget Freddie V got MVP votes in the NBA Finals that year because yep. he played so well and he did not shy away from the moment. Freddie, and that beard, and the and the beard, and that Gillette deal where he's faux shaving and trimming his his beard. Same with OG. He's a he's a
1: Samuel L. Jackson of commercials. I've yeah, seen him peddling shawarma, him. All kinds of things. i yeah. will never say no to a bag. I love it, Freddie. Yeah, get it yeah. while you can. Absolutely, it's not going to last forever. If he was in a different market, I don't think he'd get the same deals. Like Toronto, he's got all of Canada. He can he can no. get those yeah. those deals from Gillette yeah. or like some local like
0: eatery in Toronto. It's it's great. It's, it's fun to see. It's like you always heard about like the the Hollywood A listers. Like I can remember. Um Leo DeCat was doing like commercials in Japan for something crazy because <laughs> they were paying him so much money to do a, like a camera commercial or something like that. He's like, I'll, I'll Freddie's like, I'll take all this money. I'll take it all. If I'm in Orlando, there's no deals down here for shawarma. <laughs>
1: I agree. No Osmos in, uh, in Orlando. That's right.
0: Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Um, what other matchups heading into the playoffs excite you, Jamal? What else are you looking forward to as we finally turn the corner on the onerous 82 game NBA regular season and get into the playoffs where it's actually enjoyable and worth watching? What are you looking forward to or what would you set your clock to catch a little bit of some of these first round series?
1: Saturday night, I'm really looking forward to the Sacramento Golden State Warriors yeah. game. Yeah. Really looking forward to that game. That's got so many levels to it. So many layers to peel back there. Kind of big brother, little brother. Sacramento, when was the last time they
0: were in the playoffs, JK? (sighs) C-Web, Peja Stojakovic, Bobby (laughs) Jackson. (laughs) white chocolate
1: i know i think we got listeners that are like they don't even <laughs> don't <know>. even remember <laughs> yeah 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 but it's been ages and it's really cool there was a, a clip i saw the other day about how the ticket prices in sacto are more expensive than san francisco for the home games respective teams which is wild because if you've been in the bay area you know you're paying a lot to go see the
0: uh, Steph-led Warriors. At their... the Chase Center. We're not in Oakland anymore. We're I know, the, man. In the, in the Heartland, we're in the, we're in the Chase Center.
1: As a former native, native, sorry, as a former uh, resident of Oakland, it really kills me because Oakland, uh, the Warriors are always kind of synonymous with Oakland playing there and Oracle and just being the people's champ, the We Believe Warriors, people's all that team. stuff. Yeah, yeah, so now they're, you know, tech tech bro team kind of on the in Soma in San Francisco it's kind of hurts my soul but you yeah, gotta do what you gotta do but Agreed. but yeah they're different different styles um I like De'Aaron Fox. I like Sabonis. We love a uh, lefty. We and, love a lefty. And both of them are lefties. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Warriors have what it takes to slow down those guys. We're, really a weird matchup for Draymond with Sabonis. I imagine him and Looney will be running at him. And then Kings don't play a lot of defense either. No, they try to outscore you. Yeah. We score the most points, we win, yeah. which is interesting.
0: Former Golden State Warrior assistant coach Mike Brown, now uh, the HC yeah. of the Kings. It's a good really, storyline. Really pushing them too. And and him and Steve Kerr obviously being super connected.
1: Yeah, I imagine there's going to be a lot of, I know he likes to do this, or yeah, like, yeah, these yeah. tendencies are are going to be familiar. So there's there's a lot at stake there. And, I like that series.
0: That's interesting yeah. to me. Ring the cowbell. Is Kevin Johnson still the mayor of Sacramento? <laughs> the capital? Is Kevin Johnson, KJ, still the mayor?
1: we got to get the uh, the team on that. We're efforting. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll effort see. that info, yeah. We'll have that in the notes on the, uh, the pod tomorrow. <laughs> so as well, the winner of that one gets the Lakers-Memphis Grizzlies winner, and that's really
0: intriguing to me as well. What are your thoughts about that? I like I like uh, Dylan Brooks, the Canadian. I like the Cat Williams look. I like the blow it. I like the <laughs> velour suit from Pootie Tang. I like that. I mean, everyone's going to pick the Lakers. Understandable. Understandable. LeBron AD, if he's not hurt, if he doesn't stub his toe walking into the arena. I think I'm riding with the Grizz. I think I'm riding with the Grizz in that, just because I like a perky underdog.
1: Nice. I felt like I was gonna get like Dylan Brooks give me like Ric Flair vibes, just like when I come
0: to Crypto. dot com Arena on Saturday. Uh, he yeah. has gone he has gone full heel though he feels though. like a wrestler yeah he at this has point. he really has pushed himself to that side which he kind of got to respect that he's gone did <laughs> you see him walking in the other night in the uh the stone cold shirtless with the stone cold <laughs> the leather vest. vest yeah what a fucking hardo. <laughs> yeah i like that he's gone full heel he's he's into the bit and i i respect it
1: I know, he's been talking shit at uh, Draymond all year. Draymond's been lapping it up, podcast fodder for him. Yeah, So it's been interesting. But yeah, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, potentially the Defensive Player of the Year, got a matchup with AD, LeBron. They have enough left in the tank. They looked Mm -hmm. exhausted at the Mm -hmm. end of that Minnesota game the other night. I'm really curious to see how this goes. It's really an interesting matchup. For the
0: Lakers, Austin Reeves, don't call him Bryant. (laughs) Hail Billy Kobe. (laughs) Uh, Phoenix Suns and KD, the new Sun versus the Clips. Your guy, Bones Highland, Normie P, former rap, Westbrook, West Brick in the second unit. Is Paul George going to play? The Phoenix Suns versus the LA Clips interests me too, JC. I'm going to watch a little bit of that. I'll dial into that. I
1: am going to also. Yeah. KD led Suns. Um, they're 8-0 when KD takes the floor.
0: Suns. CP3 going to play or is he, um... So he got the flu. He got some <laughs> diarrhea. He can't play or what? What's his excuse this year, Jamal? What's the
1: over-under on games played in the postseason for CP3? Because he never finishes a postseason. That's brutal, mm-hmm. man. I mean... Is he going to finish the first round versus the Clips? I think so. The Clips will run a lot of guys at him, but I think I think the, the Phoenix has enough fire power to get it done. I love, 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 love Devin Booker and KD, the mid-range kings. So I think it's just... I think Aiden, I think just phoenix got too much firepower for them. I think they get it done in like six, five, five or six. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see where we go from there. Just wanna talk about a few other storylines. I think Denver is going to get it done against whoever sure. wins tomorrow night. Not sure. even going to spend time on that. Would we'll like
0: to see Canadian Jamal Murray uh, reclaim some of his glory from a couple playoffs ago when he was really cooking. I'd like to see Jamal Murray ball back out after an injury.
1: I want to see Bubble Jamal if you know what I'm talking about. That was I think was that's so my point. Good. I think that's my point. So good. Yeah, just he's a bucket. Yeah. Um. In the East, the big matchups that I'm looking to just be like contentious or like something that's going to be competitive i'm really intrigued with this new york knicks yeah they're back new york knicks yeah. bing bong yeah they're back against uh cleveland this young Cleveland.
0: start in the news yep <laughs> who do you think is going to take that one i'm going with the knicks i'm riding with jalen brunson julius randall i'm rooting for the knicks i should say i'm rooting for the knicks i'd like to see them get some energy and head in the right direction after being so after being so downtrodden all these years I'd like to see the Knicks win around. I, I like Colin Sexton, but I'm rooting for the Knicks. Hey, Knicks full of Southpaws. Randall,
1: Brunson, Canadian, RJ Barrett. Oh,
0: Canadian RJ Barrett. Apologies. Booster juice aficionado.
1: <laughs> and we love a lefty. We love a lefty. I'm betting you a six pack of mm. your choice mm. that Cleveland's going to take them. I think Cleveland's going to get it done. I love right. Mobley Mitchell. He's got Mitchell's yeah. oh, just got that. I forgot whole, about like, Spider. Yeah, he just wants to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good point. And I'm I'd writing love... that down. Six pack <laughs> Knicks v Cap. There it is. Garland. <laughs> and I love. So him too. it was written. <laughs> so it was written. Yeah, Garland's good. Garland can play. Yeah. Mobley. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I think it's going to be a great matchup. Briefly, too. Just wanted to mention. Uh, speaking of the New York area, Brooklyn's got Philly and on paper this looks like philly's gonna just walk and and it's gonna be easy maybe it's gonna be a gentleman's sweep with if if you don't know is uh four to one a five game gentleman's sweep but i think that um this is gonna be an interesting kind of tricky test for for philly also just all the history of like the trades and all the crap that's going on between the two teams
0: is yeah. really interesting for me the, the James Harden drama in there, too, yep. is an, an, an interesting wrinkle. former MVP, a guy who can obviously play. Been sort of in Joel Embiid's under his sort of limelight this year, but continues to do his thing and obviously will be have huge, huge ramifications in the playoffs. When he gets going, There's he's unstoppable. Joel Embiid, MVP? No, no. Who's your MVP pick? Uh, I sent my vote in earlier today because today (laughs) noon Eastern was the deadline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I sent mine in early today. The glosses got one, and I took the reins on the ballot. Jamal, I had to— Damn you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll run it by you next year. (laughs) Uh, I would vote for Giannis, right? Mm. I I think Jokic—it's Jokic, it's Giannis, and it's Joel Embiid in the conversation. I think Joel Embiid's probably going to win. There's some fatigue with Jokic. Yep. Uh, Joel Embiid's played really well this year Obviously my vote would be for Giannis Number one team in the East He continues to do the damn thing He's mm-hmm. such a beast I think there's a, also a little bit of fatigue with him If I had a vote, I'd vote for Giannis Good call I begrudgingly will say
1: Embiid mm-hmm. I admit I probably didn't watch as much ball as I need to It's a close race But I'll go Embiid But I, I it pains me to say it
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, did you watch any of um, SGA and the the Thunder last night? Did you catch any of Canadian Shea versus the New Orleans Pelicans last night? I caught a little bit of it. I yeah. love watching think? Shea, man. Yeah, he's SGA so is sm- so smooth. Smooth. I, the things smoother than organic butter. <laughs> that expensive shit. <laughs> He
1: dropped thirty two, uh fellow Canadian Lou Dort. I think he had like twenty seven or so, so yeah. they were leading the leading the way, got it done. Lou Dort playing some defense too though. Yeah, he's 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 the beast, man. He's yeah, he's good. fit. I I some people call him the specimen. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh uh jokes aside, actually SGA is the answer to the question. If we if we For the wraps. Briefly, yeah, if we yes. could just dip back into that well. Yeah. If we brought SGA to Toronto, whew,
0: now, now we're talking. Now we've galvanized the country.
1: Yeah. The reason we like him so much, the reason I like him so much, he's got that mid-range game. We watched him in Kentucky. I just knew there was a little bit more there. I think if he, I was like, if he gets a, in a situation where he can be a bit more ball dominant, he can develop the, the stroke. I think he can hit threes. You can see now he can hit threes, but he's just got that smoothness. Like you said, he looks... He's so shifty. He looks kind of slow, kind of herky-jerky. He's got those long wingspan, long He's arms. so slow, he's fast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he creates space and, and gets a bucket when he needs it. Inside the arc, mid-range, he's a killer. He's a killer. And in absolute
0: control the entire time. Smooth. In
1: absolute control. Just like you. Just cool,
0: cool, under control. Nothing gets to him. That's right. That's right. I'll take it. Can we just... Just for a second, can we just talk about the fact that Zion Williamson is in civvies on the bench for that game? Ugly civvies. (laughs) (laughs) Can't dress for shit. Not surprisingly. a stylist. Not surprisingly ugly civvies. Not surprisingly ugly civvies. Zion, now let me just say this with a punctuation mark. In the last four seasons, Zion, in the last four seasons, four times 82... In the last four seasons, Zion's played 114 games. Doesn't add up. And one of those years, one of those years was 61. So you extrapolate the last three years. I think that's crazy. That's crazy. The 61 was his
1: his rookie year, I believe, and that was the COVID year, right? I think sure. it was like a 72 game season.
0: 114 games in four years, Jamal. It's that freak, that buzz. Well, I was thinking about this today. We were talking about Caitlin Clark uh, in the last two episodes and with Natalie last week, that was the college comparison in terms of the buzz and the way they captured thing. I can remember watching Zion at Duke when he popped that Nike open and hurt himself. And Oh yeah. At Cameron indoor is a Paul George. That's yeah. right. And the way that everyone was captivated with Caitlin Clark, that's the college comparison. And man, Oh man, has it not translated in the NBA? The guy is an absolute physical freak when healthy, But there is the issue. There's the rub. He cannot stay healthy. It's just... I don't know if it's the easy thing to say, like he's too heavy or he's not taking things serious enough off the court. I, I mean, I have no clue. That's what it appears to be. That's the easy answer. But I cannot figure out what the fuck is going on with Zion. Because when he's on the court... The other night before that game, before the game between the Thunder... And the and the Pelicans. And how cool is it, if I may just put a point in SGA, how cool is it that when he went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, I was like, ah, what a nondescript team. There's nothing going on there. But what a perfect landing spot for Canadian Shea. He is able to take the wheels and drive. Such a good spot that he landed there without Chet this year. Chet coming back next year. That'll be cool. Let me go back to Zyme. He's doing fucking windmills. In the yeah. warm-up last night, Wild. but doesn't play in the game. Yeah. He does a 45-minute, 55-minute, I saw on Twitter warm-up where he's dripping with sweat. He's dunking the hell out of the ball as he does. But when the game starts, when the, when the ball is tipped, to quote Luther... <laughs> He's in the bad civvies on the sidelines, JC. What the hell's going on there? He's got like a Ben Simmons disease or
1: something. Both of them are lefties. Both of them can't dress for shit, and both of them get paid bags of money. And we they're... don't
0: love those lefties. <laughs>
1: five bags of money to sit on the bench. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like uh we listened to that Stan Van Gundy interview with uh Chris Long on the Green uh Greenlight Pod. That's where I bit the stab by the way. Thanks for good. Thanks for blowing me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it's we listened to that and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, Stan had a great line where he was just like he was his coach the year he played 61 games and he was saying the injuries were were uh, his hands, like his thumbs in mm. particular. It wasn't like these t- tissue injuries that he's mm. been experiencing with the hamstrings and stuff. And he said, Ben Gundy says, whatever they're doing for the, you know, training, they're doing it wrong. Yeah, clearly, and I, clearly. I agree. Like, can we get the right people? Can we get a sports psychologist? Can we get like uh, the people to work on the health aspects? Because this is a large investment. I remember freaking t- talking about that buzz when he was in college I remember watching the lottery, NBA lottery, like reveal, like where mm-hmm. they have like the cards and everything and they like show yep. Yep. Pull which up teams, the cards. And like, you know, the Knicks were just sitting there. Everybody's like, he's going to go to the Knicks. He's going to go yep. to the Knicks. He's going to reinvigorate this team. Yep. And now it's hilarious because we're sitting here. The Knicks are in the dance, so to speak. And then New Orleans is, you know, Cancun on three, going home for the summer. And he's not playing, but like you said, working up a sports gloss and not even freaking playing. Like, what is happening?
0: it clearly is so mishandled it's so bizarre man get that guy in the game like what the hell what are we saving him for at this point I feel like you gotta have like
1: a 75% or like an 85% Zion is better than the majority of players in the league and is gonna contribute even if he's on a minutes restriction it's still gonna be a positive impact and you're like you're a one and done game this is a single elimination situation and you lose this game by like 5 or something Yeah. what the hell
0: yeah yeah, I wonder who made that call. Why he didn't play last night? Was that him and his agent who made that call? Was that management's call? They don't want him to get injured because he hasn't played in so long. Like, I wonder where that decision I lies. Know. I have no clue. I I really
1: weird. don't get it. So weird. It was a home game too, wasn't it? Yes. So weird. Yes. So weird. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't add up for me. I'm really curious to see what happens this offseason season with him and. What is if you know, if, if he I hate to say the B word, but is he a bust? Like is it gonna be a bust situation? He's
0: close. He's entering he's wading into the waters.
1: Yeah. Hopefully he can get it right. And you know, I want to see guys excel. Um he's a he's a force, he's fun to watch. So let's see if he can get back on court. We wanna pivot a little bit and, and stay in the basketball realm, but talk about something a little bit more of a serious issue. And that is uh just some of the things that Greg Popovich said Prior to his game and his, the presser for the last San Antonio game, so if you don't know Greg Popovich, legendary coach, Renaissance man, he has the most victories of any NBA coach ever. Mm. Five championships. Mm. He had that like kind of mini dynasty with uh, Tim Duncan and
0: David Robinson. Yeah, Sean uh,
1: Elliott, Manu Ginobili, oh. uh, Parker. Just n- so many names. Yeah, Eva Longoria. Sorry. <laughs> and he's just such an interesting cat like if you think about those san antonio teams one of the things i think about is diversity and like all the international yeah players that came through boris there. dl yeah scola nice. like they always had all these guys and and it's just kind of pop thinking outside of the box but just to illustrate further to that i mean he's known kind of around the league as this like wine aficionado he's a gourmand he knows all the best eats in every town and you know, he's just a great guy. He's won a uh, gold medal with Team USA as a the yep. coach there. He's so, been coaching
0: Sanio- San Antonio since, like, almost 30 years. since Yeah, 96. Tw- 27 years, I think. It's wild.
1: Yeah. And he's, you know, he's still there. I think he's going to be there. They asked him, is he going to stick around in the presser? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I be here? And also, um, what we wanted to get to within that presser is he took the time. He always is outspoken about political issues, which we love to hear here on the Sports Gloss. Anytime someone with a platform, with status, with stature, with power um, in sports speaks their mind. Mm -hmm. Using their platform. Yeah. We are not a shut up and dribble uh, organization over here at the Sports Gloss. Hell no. So it was really cool just to see him speak out. And, and what we're referring to is, that if, uh, if you weren't aware, there was a school shooting in uh, state of Tennessee, and as a result, uh, within the the halls of democracy, let's say, within the legislature, there were a few folks that were protesting. Um, you know, basically, these uh, Tennessee legislators were just standing up and just kind of turning a, a blind eye to the fact that. This is a rampant issue and keeps happening and didn't oh. want to kind of um, kind of curtail or like reform some of these, these gun laws in that state. And Pop took some time and he said, you know what? They're cowardly, oblivious legislators that have made the US the laughing stock of the world. Mm. A bold statement, but also I think a true statement. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that he took the time and took
0: his platform and spoke out about it. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, he took a run at the Second Amendment, too, which I appreciate again, Pop sitting there deep in the heart of Texas, speaking his mind so eloquently, um probably pushing back on the majority of citizens, if I may guesstimate yeah man pop pop has been on it been on it forever, and not afraid of speaking his mind and and does a great job and is in my opinion bang on most of these issues. these issues are egregious, I mean obviously these almost weekly school shootings in the United States are it's hard to handle I don't know what even know what to say about it obviously if you're out there you know it's incredible
1: yeah as an American it's always something that I really it hits me hard every time and some I don't want to say that I'm numb but like as you say like it's it's it happens way too often um, it's happened to my home state mm-hmm. uh a couple times and it's it's heavy and I'm just glad that Pop's drawing more attention to it and I hope something changes unfortunately I feel like the gun lobby is too strong I feel like we gotta move on I hate the second amendment to be frank it was uh, you know written at a different time when we didn't have AR-15 rifles and we were trying to strike our independence and we had yeah. militias and things like that yeah. Those that ship sailed and yeah but anyway I think Pop Good on you for speaking your mind, using your platform. Yep. Let's get some changes. Here, here. Let's take a break.
0: broken down the nba playoffs the other best part of the spring the nhl playoffs are also starting jamal what a time to actually dial into some hockey again 82 games way too many in the hockey season i only watch the third periods of any games during the regular season anyway but now that we're in the spring and spring has sprung yes sir i'm excited about the nhl playoffs about hockey again i'm into it nothing like some springtime hockey Sitting outside, on your deck, on your lawn, watching the NBA or NHL playoffs, that's a nice time of the year. What, what are you excited about in the NHL playoffs? You stated you're a casual hockey fan, big Caps guy. What are you excited about as the NHL playoffs loom? Well, you just mentioned I am a Caps
1: guy. The big thing I noticed was the fact that for the first time since 2006.
0: 2006! Mm. Don't you ask me what I was doing in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to.
1: You know I want to, yeah. but I won't. Okay. First time since 2006. No Ovi, no Sid Crosby, Sid mm. the Kid in the playoffs. That's huge. That's huge. Sid just had the, crossed the 1,500 point mark, I believe, uh, like a week or so ago, and first time since rookie year like 16 years i guess crazy that they're not in so that's a big thing that like, kind of honestly like kind of takes me a little bit of away from watching mm-hmm. then the other things that bring me to watching can anyone take down the boston bruins they're on this record pace they set some regular season records the bloody bruins not really a fan i don't like brad Marchand. Mm, you're not alone in that <laughs> i don't like the taste of that glove yeah <laughs> But yeah. Shout out to the
0: Sedins. Yes, go.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I want to see if anybody can take them down. And as well, JK, you and I both were talking about this off mic. We have uh, been in and about. We we outside. Yeah. We out there. (laughs) We noticed that in our fair city of Victoria, which is usually a Vancouver Canucks stronghold, There is some Seattle Kraken paraphernalia about in the streets. There is. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the second season. Seattle's in the playoffs now. Obviously, like Vegas, the first year, they won that magical run, got Mm -hmm. to the finals, lost Mm -hmm. to my caps. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if Seattle can, you know... Get that going and kinda strike gold with
0: uh, the second season here. A lot of cracking gear here in Victoria on the southern tip of Vancouver Island. A mere Clipper Ferry ride away, as you know. Oh yeah. Just a just a short hop, skip and a jump and a little duty free away. (laughs) A lot of cracking gear. I think it's cool that the the Kraken in the playoffs. You're right. That is what happened with the Vegas Golden Golden Knights. And I think that's really solidified their fan base. I'm hoping that's what happens in Seattle too. A lot of new eyeballs, new hockey fans in that market on our local affiliates here. Again, on the southern tip of Vancouver Island, there's a little bit more crack and talk. Last year, they really struggled. Uh, people looking at the management, Ron Francis, What's going on here with the Kraken? Like it was pretty dismal. People questioning some of their choices, even in the expansion draft. Remember they had Chris Fowler there on the expansion draft, and uh, people questioning that. Man, have they ever turned that around very quickly to their credit? And they're in the mix. Be super cool to watch them maybe get hot at the right time, a little NCAA tournament vibes, and and run through maybe have a successful first round into the second. I'd love to see Seattle, the Kraken, the Crackheads. <laughs> uh, you know, again, um, really, really make hockey, NHL hockey, part of the marketplace there. Do you think they're going
1: to usurp the Canucks here on Vancouver Island as the hot team? No, the, the... no, okay. no.
0: Nanaimo bro will never let the Canucks <laughs> go, right? The yeah. Canucks the Canucks are tattooed on all of the souls here. That's, that is just part of the culture, but it is pretty cool that uh, there is this, you know, I wouldn't say rival because the, the Kraken have beat the Canucks every time they're played, but it is cool that there is this potential rival and, and hopefully a building rival just down the I-95, a couple hours away from Vancouver. I think it's pretty neat and good on the Kraken again, to turn it around this quickly in two years.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's really cool to see that always kind of like these underdog stories, these new,
0: franchises making noise really exciting Johnny Taves on another hockey note Johnny Taves Captain Sirius playing his final game for the Blackhawks tonight in Chicago final game for the Hawks I should say mm. in Chicago tonight I misspoke their apologies um man the end of an era Captain Sirius another I was thinking of that as we were talking about the Canucks there and you mentioned the Canucks man the Canucks and the Blackhawks had those rivalries Taves Kane Bufflin and he's done. He's moving on. Captain Serious moving on. Is it long-haul COVID? Is it something else going on there? I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, it's similar to Nick Nurse. Maybe it's time for a new new change of scenery as some new um a new landing spot for him but that and that's interesting he's he was named captain of the hawks of the chicago hawks as a 20 year old that's wild whoa he's been around forever i forever. mean always i i think i referenced on
1: a, a previous pod that maybe he was on there maybe not but like i always think about that that run they had with the Kane sharp taves i think that was a line handsome patty sharp yeah, Duncan Keith, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brent Seabrook, right, right. all those guys are really fun to watch as a casual. And Taves was always the kind of like adult in the room. Yeah, so again, as a 20-year-old. I know, as a yeah. 20-year-old, just yeah. like very Midwestern, very just like yeah. just winning, winning face-offs. Yeah. You're right. Taking care of business You're here. Right. I think he's from and, Manitoba? yep. Yeah, so number 19, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls, how things go. But yeah, kind of end of an era. Kane's in New York now. Eh, things are changing.
0: Yep. I am excited. I am excited for the initial playoffs. The Hockey is at its best in the spring when the playoffs start. The intensity is ratcheted up. The physicality is ratcheted up. The yeah. hatred. It doesn't take long to develop that t- hatred couple of games. Hockey's cool in the spring. Charles Barkley loves it. Charles Barkley watches much more NHL playoffs than he does the NBA, and I stand (laughs) with Chuck. I stand with Chuck. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Hey, JC, let's talk a little tennis. Every time. Every time it's funny.
1: I love it. What's going on in the tennis world? Yeah, man. We took a little hiatus. We didn't talk tennis last week, but I want to talk some this week want to recap what went down in miami and then also what's happening now in monte carlo as we move into the clay court season so spring is here it's official we're moving to the clay court season kind of symbolizes the the changeover mm. and move to to uh to spring so just to wrap up miami um, if you don't know i'll tell you and then you'll know medvedev got to the final continuing that hot run center had beat my guy, Carlos Alcaraz, that rivalry is really on. It's cooking. It's going to be great to see how that evolves over the years. But Sinner got the best of Alcaraz. Alcaraz, a little bit of an injury, which I'll talk about in a moment. And Medvedev takes care of Sinner in the final, as I said, in straight sets. Sinner was, he, he said after the match he was sick. I, we don't know with what. It could have been, you know, flu, whatever. Mm. He definitely wasn't himself. He wasn't moving well. Mm. Hmm. It was. Uh, kind I of... love a six center. <laughs> a six center for sure. Um, it was kind of tough to watch, and yeah, it is what it is. Medvedev okay. got it done. Okay. Medvedev, former world number one, you know, kind of had that really dry spell, and now he's back up to number four center with that great week in Miami. He's up to number nine now. Breaks back into the top ten. That's mm-hmm. really exciting to see his his uh, ascendancy. And as a result as well, Alcaraz dropping because he had won Miami the year before and the wonky craziness of how the tennis rankings go, he had to defend those points, which he didn't. He drops down to number two. Djokovic didn't hit a ball all week, and he becomes number one again and extends his his streak, his, uh, his record of weeks at the number one standing. He didn't,
0: Djokovic didn't hit a ball because he's just sitting back just... Just eating cheese, baby. Eating that donkey cheese all week. While the rest of the tennis world is out there working, grinding baseline to baseline, Djokovic is sitting back. Sitting back, eating a pool of cheese. <laughs>
1: Doing his thing, just watching his empire from afar getting ready for the clay court season where he also uh, really excels every year so jarred,
0: jarred donkey cheese queso coming to a, a local market and a local grocer near you soon with the sports gloss logo on the side watch for it i feel like people here would be into it i feel yeah. like people would
1: buy it they would like oh what's this thing it seems weird and unpasteurized i want that <laughs> 12.99 a jar i'll take three <laughs> very victoria i love it <laughs> Uh, just wrapping up Miami briefly Petra Kvitova wins her first uh, Miami she's in her 30s it's really cool to see her when the master's there she's down a red hot uh, Ribikina who had just been annihilating the competition okay. for weeks on end so that's just cool worth mention there we move into the clay court season and before we get into Monte Carlo we did have a couple other tournaments that were the week between Miami and Monte Carlo that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about my guy, probably the DMV. If you know, you know, Francis Tiafo wins his second title in the ATP Tour. He wins on the clay in Houston. Crazy week. Lots of rain delays. Uh, he had to play two matches on the Saturday. He had to play two matches on the Sunday. I like Tiafo. Tiafoe is great, man. He brings a lot of just flair Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, like you always say, like chutzpah to the game. Yes. Really fun to watch. He was actually, it's pretty interesting. Nike's always rolling out these different kits for the different Parts of the season and they've got this uh kind of UT Austin burnt orange that kind of mimics the like red clay. Okay. That he was wearing. Nice. And um, Francis is known for just rolling through gear. Yeah. Like just sports gloss everywhere. Yeah. New shirt ever after every set. He's yes, new shirt like every five games. Cool. It's like change balls, change shirt. Cool. Like uh change racket, change shirt. And um That's Francis... like you on
0: Tuesday nights at hoops. <laughs>
1: I hydrate well, man. Hydration (laughs) king over here. The sports
0: class. Go on. So Francis
1: got it done in straight sets. And as a result, moves up to number 11 in the world, which is great. And, you know, it's interesting. I was watching some videos the other day on the ATP uh, tour, and they were just talking about how Francis is just – he's the guy that's kind of slated for a breakthrough. He's the guy that might be top 10 for the first time this year, and he's right on the cusp of it. Number 11 now, winning on the clay. Great kind of omen for this um, upcoming clay season. I want to talk about Monte Carlo now. So the big news from the start before the tournament was Rafa, Rafa Nadal, Carlos Alcaraz, and Felix auger aliassime all, uh, I believe, top 10 players were not uh, available to play in Monte Carlo due to injury. So that's really significant. This is a master's tournament, a thousand level, so it's kind of kicking off this clay court season and to have those names missing is a big big deal yeah as a result the field kind of opened up a bit you know Rafa's the king of clay he's not there like I said Djokovic is there but you know what Djokovic actually went down today he lost a 21 year old Italian uh, Lorenzo Mazzetti I sent you a video of it Musetti was just like Gobsmacked, non plused Couldn't believe he actually cool. beat the number one player in the world. Yep. Biggest victory he's ever had. Nee. He's won the uh, the Hamburg uh, clay court tournament last year, which is at a 500 level, but never ever been to the top of the mountain at, the, at this level. And he's still in the fight here. So it's really cool to see him win uh Djokovic was very gracious at the net when he um a nice. couple of things I noticed about Djokovic I hadn't seen him play in a bit he was wearing an elbow sleeve on his his right arm which is really significant so maybe he's nursing a bit of an injury which it is also cold the cold-ish in Monte Carlo this time of year so I know that I've,
0: i spend spent some time this. you spent some time in Monaco <laughs> maybe maybe just got the Tommy John <laughs> you got the tj (laughs) baby
1: i hope not yeah um but yeah so big win for musetti um a couple of things i want to note this note really briefly zverev had a great week he lost to medvedev today it was a really cold fish handshake by the way sasha and uh our guy the octopus daniel medvedev nice both russian in origin Mm -hmm. um even though sasha's german whatever sure um, but that handshake was icy mm. by tennis standards. Mm-hmm. I know it's not throwing throwing bows or anything, but I'm just curious to see what's going on with that. We're moving into the quarterfinals. Just want to see here. Musetti's got center. You? Love a lefty? <laughs> love a center. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love a center. I love a sick center. <laughs> I put Justin to sleep talking tennis, y'all. Uh, Medvedev's got Runa. Rublev's got Jan-Leonard Struff who looks like a bouncer that you'd find y- outside. Jan-Leonard
0: a- Struff? <laughs> Jan-Leonard
1: Struff. I like that handle. <laughs> it's a great handle. Dude, I got to send you uh, a picture. He looks like a bouncer you see outside of a techno bar in Berlin. Mm, nice. Yeah, he's beefy. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, Struff gets Rublev, and my guy,
0: <laughs> Fritz. Oh, Taylor Fritz.
1: Gets uh, Stephanus Tsitsipas, or if you're Dante or Nico Cox, Sissy pants. Sissy pants, as, as I like, call it. Yeah, you're good. So with that, um, we'll see what happens this weekend. I just want to go through quickly my clay court power rankings. That's right. Jamal has power rankings for the clay court season. Why? Because why not? Yeah. I got to put Djokovic, Djokovic um, number one. And despite him falling today, I just think he's at number one in the top top of his peak of his power still. Despite that loss, he doesn't have the same kind of match readiness. He hasn't been playing as much as due to that time off where he didn't come for the Sunshine Double. But I still think you got to put him at the top of the, the the rankings there. Rafa, Rafa's Rafa. He's won the French 14 times. He hasn't been playing. He's working through injury, following on Instagram. He's grinding. He's doing it's his
0: Simply thing. the best.
1: Better than all the rest. You got yeah. that right. I think Rafa's going to be number two in my... Uh, my power rankings there number three sissy pants man i think sissy pass can't forget two years ago he was in the final lost to djokovic in five sets took him as far as you can go and i think he flourishes on the uh, terra so i think since Pants three four alcaraz he's not playing right now he's injured but if you recall last year he was the only guy that's ever done this interesting stat same week he beat djokovic and rafa hmm So not a bad week. Not a bad week. Can't ignore that. Bought they probably earned enough money that week to buy a house on Lost
0: Rocks. (laughs) Too soon. Still too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Okay,
1: Uh, number five of my power rankings here, and I'm only going to six. So Justin doesn't fall asleep. Number five is sinner. the Moss Rocks hurt <laughs> too soon. Go on. Number five. Number five is my yeah. guy Sinner. He's been playing really yeah. well. He put on uh, love a sinner. about three kilos or like six pounds. He put on three kilos. He put on three kilos of lean muscle. And if you see him, the Who kid's hasn't? pretty thin. Who has it? That's just a that's just a a, a week at, at the old Casa de Kelly for that's you. That's right. It was just, a couple
0: of garage workouts.
1: <laughs> just grinding. So Sinner, yeah, man, he's he's put on some muscle. It's evident. I think he's got. He's, his, he's long, lanky cat. He's a long, lanky yeah, cat. He's got, he was he's got a, leverage. He's got limbs. So skiing prodigy, just to kind of give you that kind of agility aspect to him. So copy. He's only like twenty, twenty one ish. So he's he's still kind of growing into his body, if you will. So I think that he's getting his mind right. I feel like he's gotten that edge, and. I feel like he's gonna he's stepping up, so he's gonna be formidable here in this little stretch. And then the last guy I gotta mention, Taylor Fritz, man. Taylor Fritz. We haven't had an American win a North American, actually. I'll Mm. just include Canada and Mexico. Thank you. We haven't had a North American win the French since nineteen ninety-nine when Andre Agassi and that mullet got it done. Really? Yeah.
0: His fake his fake mullet, it was a it was a rug, wasn't it? It was a rug it was a rug 1999 andre agassi and his rug won that was the last time they won. last summer so, american, american, american won, the won the french
1: what were you doing in night no i'm kidding <laughs>
0: but uh <laughs> on the real
1: that's the last time a north american that's got good, it done that's a good stat i like that and uh on am and Roland, in Roland garros um in the, the streets of Paris.
0: and how many weeks away are we from Roland garros right mm. now as we sit here on april 13th about six about six weeks yeah. out so it's they're, they're gearing net. up, as you just said.
1: Yeah, we next week we, uh, we go to Barcelona, mm-hmm. and there's a few other tournaments. We'll go to Madrid, and then, yeah, we're, we're hopping right in. I look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. Nice. Tennis
0: time is over. JC, let's take a break. Let's take a break.
1: Welcome back to the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. It's that time again. Moving into Q&A with J&J. And this week we got kind of a birthday-themed question. But first of all, Justin, who's our sponsor this week? Q&A with JJ brought to you
0: by retirement. <laughs> Is it still a thing? Are we ever going to retire? Or am I just going to die out there on the mean streets with a rake in my head? <laughs> Likely. I'm going to like Freedom 85. I'm banking on JC. Lucky me. Q&A with G&J brought to you by as we talk, we will transition into the kids' birthdays and some parenting-related birthdays. Sure. I'd like, to, again, just to give a solid shout out to the classic, the classic, and the pinnacle of birthday party treats, the Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Ooh. Still to me at the top of the mountain that that fudge crunch fudgy the, the whale the shirt sure, the the icing the the that vanilla i don't even think we can call it ice cream that vanilla ice <laughs> milk product delicious i got a birthday coming up you got a birthday coming up in the very near future and i'll be a happy camper as long as a dairy queen ice cream cake Drops in my lap and I can have a couple of sizable chunks of that. I'll be a happy guy, JC. Man, you
1: just made my weekend plans. Because I was just thinking about just going like old school, like a small blizzard or like regular medium No, size. no, 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 no. I need to do something I can just stick my fucking fist in and just pull out a bite. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, need,
0: you need something you need a real knife for. <laughs> you need a blade to get into that medium sized <laughs> cake. That ice cream cake, that DQ special, baby yeah it's got paw patrol on the front <laughs> on the top
1: there's a dq about a kilometer away so let's get it let's get it i can
0: work off the calories the next day it's all right i love it i love a dq i like i mean what i said if i have an ice cream cake for my birthday i'm a happy guy my mother-in-law
1: god bless you shout out to heather she makes a mean ice cream cake that
0: homemade like, ice cream cake yeah it replicates the dq whoa. Cake. she's great whoa she's awesome we need Heather's ice cream cakes to sponsor the pot.
1: <laughs> so getting into our Q&A with j and J, I I am moving into my Siakam year. Mm. I'm moving from my Jackie Robinson year to yes. my Siakam year. I'll yep. be 43 on Wednesday. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. 43. <laughs> so when I was sitting in the shower this morning thinking about my own mortality, I was thinking about my Q&A with J&J, death, life, middle age thinking how are we (laughs) retirement retirement how are we feeling as we drift into our 40s how are we feeling jk how are we feeling about the existential crisis of aging Mm -hmm. how are we feeling
0: about the clock not stopping
1: the clock not stopping but day is going by quicker you know passing on a legacy to our children trying to lead them down the right path and give them a life that's better than ours how are we feeling about the legacy we leave behind the learning all of these things
0: there's so much to it what are your thoughts i said this to you on the phone yesterday and i and i mean it i got a bit of a a new decade on the horizon here in a couple of weeks. And, and for the first time in a long time, I'm not a birthday person. I don't need the tire pump. I don't need the, the kind words and, and the gifts that, that doesn't really do it for me. I do need the ice cream cake though, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really need the rest of it. I like a, I like some hang, a hang, a little hang time with some family and friends, but I don't really need the sort of pomp and circumstance. Yeah. However, for some reason as I said, going into this this decade is is striking me a little bit different, Jamal, man. I'm um I guess it's a realization that I'm halfway through halfway through my journey. I'm halfway down the track here. And that's a that's a funny odd thing to think about, man. And it's it is kind of reverberating around my brain as I creep up on it. It's it's um I don't know, man. I don't know It's a different, it's got a whole different kind of feeling to me, man. As we get older, you know, without getting too dark, but people around us of different ages and shapes and sizes are, 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 I'm losing, we're losing, not to speak for you. But, but yeah, man, it's, um, this one's coming, coming at me a little bit differently. It's hitting me a little bit harder.
1: I'm, I agree with you. I was listening to you and just thinking about it. And, um, I was thinking about a comment from, Uh, The artist and actor, David Cho, he said a great line, and it always sticks with me. It was, you can't get back the fuck you of your
0: 20s. (laughs) Nice. I like that. I like that. And I'll let
1: you interpret it the way you you want. But uh, for me, that's just that feeling of infallibility, invincibility, Mm -hmm. what have you, that's in your 20s where you feel like, I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm not yeah. thinking about kids. I'm not thinking about... Man, the world is a vampire. <laughs> Shout out to Billy Corkin. Yeah. Um. Just thinking about all of these things, and I'm just... You, you, you're you you're living day by day, right? You, yeah. And now, that's not it. I've, I've got a fucking five-year plan. I've got mm-hmm. a 10-year plan. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, like you said, like I got a... 401k. Bless my like, heart. Thinking about all of these things, yeah. um and thinking about you know, now we got some seeds, obviously. So got to take care of them. Got to got to take care of them, right? Got to yeah. sow.
0: So I, w- I will say, I was a I was a little bit uh, dark there, but uh, at the same, in sort of the same breath, Jamal. Though I'm turning forward to this year, man. I've never felt better. Mm. I've never been more comfortable in my own skin. I've never felt more confident. Physically, I feel great. Mentally, I feel again better than I ever have. I don't know if that's a project, just a, the process of maturity. I don't know if that's just where I am with my ingredients, but I feel fucking great. I feel at the height of my powers. That's beautiful. I, I love. But that. but I but again, I'm totally aware. Let me piggyback on what I said before i'm total. i mean i am halfway through my journey on this planet the only certainty is that we're all not going to live forever right so it's that weird kind of back and forth as these sort of big dates noteworthy dates approach i mean what i say i've never felt better but again i'm i'm in the shower this morning too thinking like Fuck, i'm turning 40 man like what's what is going to happen in the next 10 years how am i going to do this how am i going to make sure my kids are okay for real, yeah. Um,
1: Father Time's undefeated, right? Yeah. Uh, Infinity and Zero. And as well, uh, we ain't got no pictures of Dorian Gray behind us. So Dorian are, Gray? Yeah, Dorian Gray. Is, it's a reference to uh, kind of uh, stunting aging, like kind of being immortal. Mm. So um, we are not immortals. No. Um, but I agree with you. It's one of those things where yeah there's there's a lot of thoughts there and there's a there's like a bit of it's humbling
0: it is humbling yeah
1: like there's like a you know like we were just referencing the 20s and i i I feel like you you know everything when you're you know in your 20s you're young fun you're with a young dumb and full of bleep but uh now it's kind of that hubris subsides and dissipates and you kind of I've been humbled by the world. You've been knocked
0: around a little bit. Sure. And. You, but you actually do now know a little bit of the world just from experience of the last. It's true. The, the 20 years after. And what you said
1: resonates with me too. Like the mental acuity, the confidence. I feel way more. Self-assured. Self-assured, comfortable when I walk into a room or when I'm on a call at work sure, or whatever it me is. Me too. Yep. You know, it just feels different. It, feel more at home. Feels different. Yeah and it's it's interesting but at the same time you know there's a vulnerability there right like you know that like i know for me like just like we're joking around about like athletic low points of our week yeah like me i was like playing tennis i got defeated by like one of the, the best women's tennis players let's call her the best over <laughs> over the age of 50 in canada yeah we're getting her on day. the pod next week to recap go on <laughs> shout out Joanne. you're awesome yeah um but
0: uh, jokes aside it's the a funny, is- it's a funny thing. This aging process, Yeah, it's an odd thing. And, and the parenting aspect of it never leaves us. Our parents are getting older. That's an interesting relationship. We have young kids. Yeah, We're, we're in the middle of those two worlds, right? And boy, are they ever different worlds? You know, it's a, it's a wonderful, amazing, exciting, but a, it can be a challenging place to be too. We have a lot of answers to
1: life's questions, but there's more questions. There's always gonna be more questions and we're trying to figure it out. I feel like I've figured it out
0: a little bit, but there's so much more I haven't figured out, you know? Well you're in your forty-third year, maybe at fifty you'll have another you'll have more questions answered, but you'll be just a little bit further down the track too though. That's the maybe that's the eternal rub. Yeah, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling grateful moving into this next little space here.
1: I have a lot of good things going on in my life um and i am have way more gratitude than i used to have as a kid good for you for Me sure. too. yeah Me too. speaking of being a kid speaking mm. of birthdays mm. moving into that birthday season let's talk
0: kids birthdays let's talk kids let's birthdays. get out of adult birthdays let's get yeah. talk kids birthdays because yeah. it's
1: birthday season out of the out of the darkness into the anger <laughs> <laughs> so we were just uh, comparing notes about our upcoming weekends. Some of you might be just like, oh, I'm just lining up this quadruple header or like NBA basketball this yes. weekend. Maybe you're gonna watch some tennis, some hockey. Maybe but, you're gonna do what you want. Maybe you're gonna do what you want. But Justin and I are held captive to oh. kids' birthday parties basically for the next month. I yeah. looked at my calendar. Yeah. I posted on uh, Instagram my calendar. And if you like read the fine print there... My weekends are spoken for.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's birthday season and it ain't pretty, JK. No, it's not. Let's, let's talk about what's no, on the it's... docket. Let's talk about just the trials and
0: tribulations. Here's what we got. Here's what we got. I'll give you a little taste. We got the usual sporting events. We got soccer on Saturday morning. We got running somewhere in there on Saturday or Sunday. And we've got, my crew's got two birthday parties on Saturday. Two separate parties on Saturday. Same day? Same day. We got a, a, a brief reprieve in the in the early to mid-afternoon. Then we're, so we slide into another one. Got to shuffle the deck chairs to get people in and out. We got a lot of bodies at Casa de Kelly. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. But, f- f- fuck, man. It's a lot. I hope these kids don't want gifts. Because <laughs> they ain't getting them. A-
1: how are you keepin', keeping keeping uh, Q like fed and hydrated and like
0: ready? It's gonna be a process. Yeah, that's a good question. Fighting the meltdown. Yeah, I think uh I think snacks are in the bag. I think uh biosteel will be at a high level, Dang. uh low a low fructose, uh granola bar will be on, on hand at all times. <laughs> we'll try and keep her moving keep her hydrated we have to leave soccer early to get to the first birthday party we got to get her out of the first birthday party home for a little chill time a nice healthy lunch as you said i might grab a might steal a box of annie's as i leave little owl studios now that i know where the pantry is and the cox residence i'll grab that on the way out <laughs> and then uh yeah we slide into another one in the afternoon man it's a lot it's a lot it's spring has sprung and and people want to celebrate their children bless their hearts and um doesn't does not seem to stop. Are you going to
1: rock the thermos? I know Kay loves the thermos sometimes. Are you going to the thermos this weekend?
0: No, nah, I never go full thermos. I never go full <laughs> No thermos. broth? No, 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 no. no not a, no no thermos. Maybe some broth. There is some broth in the fridge, but I don't think we're gonna go outdoor thermos. We got I think we've got some room. Tim maneuver. I am happy, however, that none of these birthday parties are taking place at that hell pit flying <laughs> squirrel. That hellscape that is flying squirrel. Yeah. Could you tell people what the flying squirrel and is? No, I believe, I believe flying squirrel is a coast to coast brand. It's a corporation that has uh, procured pieces of real estate and built their infrastructure inside of these, these thunder domes. <laughs> From just like the Raptors, I think they're from coast to coast. I'm not sure about that, but I believe they are. They're at least in Western Canada. The one here in Victoria, where every birthday party happens at, it's a trampoline park. JC, it's a trampoline park uh, on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon. It's filled with kids. Don't forget to sign the waiver. It's an <laughs> unbelievable scene. You're lucky if you make it out of there without breaking a leg. A friend of mine, his kid broke their leg, had a bad tib-fib fracture. I hadn't been there yet, and I was really kind of tripping on that. We go in there. Yeah, it's okay. But, oh, man, it the, the volume of people, the yeah. volume of people. Yeah. I'm not worried about the tib-fib fracture. What I'm worried about is just everyone's running around. It's just fucking madness. <laughs> Emphasis on the F. Yeah. I'm worried about clunking coconuts because these kids, they don't have point guard vision like you and I. They're just going to run into each other, skull to skull, someone's going down, and I don't want it to be one of my offspring. Dude, I have a—I have a story. And I don't need a $4, and I don't need a $4 <laughs> Blue Raz Gatorade either. Thanks for that fucking rinse, as I swear again, but I mean that too. I don't need the $4 Blue Raz Gatorade just because you got me hostage here. And the other parents sitting around the, it's like you know, flying squirrel. You know the scene. All the parents are on their phones. I'm trying to, I, I am trying to make. I'm saying this out loud, and this is to hold myself accountable. I'm trying to keep my phone in my pocket and not be an addict. And every, all these dads and moms are on their phone, and, and uh, I don't blame them, because when you're there, you're hanging on by a thread. You don't want to make eye contact with anyone in that place. You don't.
1: There's, you don't. It's a shame cycle. Oh you've been there I've been there and I got a story about it go on it's a couple of years ago and it just was this perfect storm this perfect shit storm where Julia was out of town Nico had a birthday party at like a gymnastics thing downtown and then Dante had to go to a birthday party at said flying squirrel quite a double dip and it was a Saturday afternoon and it all was overlapping Good great it was actually I think like two two years to like the week like this week oh it's like fucking marked that's calendar. where you're going back on saturday <laughs> no i'm not we're <laughs> not friends
0: with those people anymore <laughs> no
1: we are but kidding. we've kidding p- we've pivoted we've, we've got a more healthy activity this weekend for that said birthday sure so I, gosh i had to call in the uh the the troops for this one the cavalry i had to get my in-laws involved god bless them they uh helped out with some of the drop-off because and I couldn't be two places at once. Took care of uh, the gymnastics pickup with Nico and I was like on schedule and I was like, okay, I'm gonna land at uh, Flying Squirrel right at dismissal, so to speak. When I get there, we're behind schedule. And I'm just like, god damn it, I got Nico with me so I can't go over to Driftwood Brewery next
0: door and tip a few back because- No, that's the place to land if you can at Flying Squirrel. <laughs> if if you don't need to be on site, yeah. What a tranquil little. That's the only that's its <laughs> only saving grace. In what
1: a, IMO. It's what a reprieve. Like if you're yeah. in a and you just yeah. need need a moment to yourself. Yeah. That's that's the move.
0: <laughs> you walk out of that kid <laughs> screaming. Even the parking legs lot, break. Oh, the even, parking <laughs> lots. It's mayhem. Even the parking lots hectic.
1: <laughs> like the parking lot is like such a like fucking preview like you're like in the parking lot like what the, there's no spaces what is happening moving trucks like what is happening this is chaos this is chaos on the exterior yeah i can't imagine what the internal yeah. situation looks yeah. like yeah. so you walk in and it's like it's it's like laser tag meets like wow. chucky e. cheese meets like sadness meets like cocaine <laughs> kid cocaine yeah that's so so accurate so he's like walk in and i'm thinking okay this is gonna be a, like a walk-in pickup situation shake oh, hands oh, thank you work. you naive son of a gun and this is like we're still in like midst of like covid scares and stuff in this place i walk in i literally see fucking covid himself smoking a, smoking <laughs> a
0: cigarette he's bouncing like, on <laughs> bouncing on the solo tramp up and down yeah absolutely he's Just like like the fucking kool-aid man like
1: oh yeah yeah like yeah. this is my domain. Oh, I get that. I yeah. get that. Like it it was a bad look. I walk in and it's just like you see your kids they're all flush, like just oh like God. red cheeks. Oh, like, like just like the, the place smells like kids sweating and like cafeteria pizza. Yeah. Like it's just like bad pizza,
0: like cake for days.
1: Yeah. Just just like
0: all kinds not of your, shit. Not your not your mother-in-law's ice cream cake is not making it in no, there. No. This is like sheet cake from Thrifties. <laughs> <laughs> And just like great reference, blasting music,
1: like just pumping like remixes of like whatever. Yeah,
0: I heard you were wild one. (laughs) It's hell in there. It's fucking Saturday and Sunday. Now, I've I've actually got a flying squirrel gift card that I can't seem to use because I think people, the listener, are picking up on my appreciation for this place. Can we just talk about also how you have to get the special socks? Oh, Do you yeah. know about
1: this? Yeah, the of flying course. squirrel
0: socks. Of course, yeah. We need the trampoline socks, the tramp socks. Do we? Well, it's part of the package. If you're going to sign the waiver and <laughs> and clear us of all due damage, of all illness, of all injury, all broken limbs, everything torn you, ACLs. And guess what? You get a pair of shitty socks. <laughs> you
1: can wear <laughs> them later. It looked like the socks I wore when I got my ACL surgery. That's right. <laughs> the little footies on the bottom.
0: Oh man. I wouldn't wish that on anybody.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, there's. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> we might have like a, a bouncy castle in the backyard, but we ain't doing that fucking hellscape. No, man. That's
0: a rough ride. <laughs>
1: it's a rough ride. That's a rough ride. But this is we're we're it's all getting kicked off, man. We're in birthday season. I gotta. I gotta. It's
0: gonna happen. We're we will probably follow up on this on a a future pod about being stuck in there, sitting beside someone watching a kid break a leg or crack a coconut, it's gonna happen, there's no way you can't. There's five kids between us, there's no way it
1: can't. It's true, and I have one last thought here about the whole birthday scenario. The, the birthday situation is totally pitted against the parent that drops the kid off, and I'm gonna tell you why. You drop the kid off, your kid gets all jacked up on sugar, who knows, like cake, pizza, ice cream all the good shit yeah and then wheels come off and you're handed back this kid usually like mid-afternoon mm-hmm. in this weird window mm-hmm. where it's like not dinner but like approaching dinner nice and the kid is just sitting there and is just like overstimulated can't regulate and has had all this sugar yeah like all this stuff and they're just yeah. like you know it's been a free-for-all and then you have to try to like rein them back into like the normal regiment of like hey, society you know? <laughs> right yeah i mean it's just like it's like trying to like wrangle your friend that's on e at a rave, <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit there trying to rationalize with the like illogical like yeah. eight-year-old or something yeah and you're just sitting there like Hey, like, I know you just had like your little Caesars hot and ready, and, <laughs> like your sheet cake and like maybe some Coca-Cola, which yeah. you've never tasted before.
0: Or some aforementioned $4 blue
1: Raz Gatorade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, you don't want to leave. Hey, I, hey,
0: hey, I, get, I know I you don't want
1: to leave. I get I it. I get it. But you know what? We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. They booked it to this time. It's done. <laughs> we got to go home. The come is going to be terrible.
0: But Daddy, they booked it till 4. Why are you here at 3.30? Because we're getting out of here right now. Because <laughs> this is over. I'm pulling the curtain over on this. I know what it looks like when the lights come on after oh, the last call. Oh. <laughs> when those ugly lights come on at 4 p.m. and Flying Squirrel. <laughs> oh, you man. don't want to be there. You don't want do to be there. You do not want to be there. Uh
1: brings us to the end of episode nine of the sports gloss thanks for joining us as always find us on instagram at the sports gloss rate review subscribe follow listen tell your friends do all those wonderful things we will see you next time and remember survive
0: and advance peace